Hello, and welcome to this episode of the VJ Oncology podcast. Today, we'll be hearing from Pedro Barata of the Tulane University School of Medicine on highlights from the ASCO 2021 meeting. Dr. Barata will discuss promising findings from various large phase three clinical trials investigating the treatment of metastatic prostate cancer, including the VISION, PEACE-1, PEACE-3, and SWOG-S1216 trials. First, Dr. Barata highlights important results from the Phase 3 vision trial, which investigated the addition of lutetium-177 PSMA therapy to standard of care in patients with progressive metastatic prostate cancer, which could be practice-changing. Actually, this year was very active um, in, the, for, um, in the prostate cancer uh, arena um, in this, at ISASCO. You know, we had one presentation um, at, the, at the primary stage, uh, you know, and there was the vision trial with the PSMA lutetium therapy. We had a number of other important trials that read out and we, you know, and we um, learned more about what's going on just to start with the vision trial, which was, I predict is going to be a, you know, a changing practice trial um, in the sense that it basically is a phase, a large phase three trial that, um, uh, uh, that basically investigated the addition of lutetium uh, PSMA therapy to standard of care um, in men with metastatic prostate cancer that have progressed on at least one line of taxin-based therapy and at least one line of novel hormonal therapy. Uh, the primary endpoint of this trial was overall survival, and the trial did meet the primary endpoint. Um, and with a delta of around four months, uh, favoring the combination of lutetium 177 PSMA with um, standard of care. The standard of care was, um, you know, was limited in a sense that we was it did not include chemotherapy, did not include radium two to three. Um, and so basically allowed novel hormonal therapies. It did allow steroids, palliative radiation. Um, still, it's important because it's the first um, uh, PSMA-based um, uh, therapy to show, to basically to reveal a survival advantage in individuals with metastatic constriction-resistant prostate cancer. So personally, I think that is super important because it kind of uh, is going to open the door to a number of PSMA trials that are being you know, uh, ongoing right now will uh, likely, um, you know, uh, prove to be beneficial for our patients. So it's truly important data and kudos to the authors, including Dr. Mike Morris, you know, Dr. Oliver Sarter and others uh, for that, for those efforts. The second trial Dr. Barata will discuss is the PEACE-1 trial, which compared treatment regimens in patients with metastatic castration-sensitive prostate cancer. Standard of care for these patients is androgen depletion therapy and docetaxel. There were four possible treatment regimens. One, standard of care. Two, standard of care plus abiraterone plus prednisone. Three, standard of care and radiotherapy. Or four, standard of care plus abiraterone plus prednisone plus radiotherapy. Patients were randomized in a one-to-one-to-one-to-one ratio to each group. I would like to highlight a few other um, important studies that were presented at at this meeting. Um, One of them is called uh, PEACE-1. Uh, PEACE-1 is um, a large uh, phase three trial led by uh, Dr. Fizazi um, that basically, you know, enroll patients with de novo metastatic constriction um, sensitive uh, prostate cancer to standard of care uh, or standard of care plus abiraterone and prednisone 
um, you know, uh, plus minus uh, radiation therapy. Um, the, the, the primary endpoint of this trial included, uh, uh, including prog radiographic progression free survival and overall survival. Um, at, at, at this time, uh, the overall survival data is immature. And so we were, um, you know, we basically saw data regarding radiographic progression free survival. The, the benefit of over two years, around two years, is clinically meaningful. Uh, favoring um, the combination of standard of care with abiraterone plus minus radiation therapy. Uh, there's a number of questions that, um, you know, that we have regarding the trial because we don't have all the data, including survival data. One of those questions would be, you know, regarding um, the, the role of triplet therapy uh, versus a doublet um, no, uh, keeping in mind that a good proportion of patients on this trial did receive um, ADT plus docetaxel as the, as the center of care. And so that's not ready for prime time yet, whether or not the triplet um, uh, uh, regimen is going to be uh, available for all patients. Um, we do have, you just to give a context, we do have trial in the past. Uh, it was enzymatic that showed us that there was no really no role for the combination of um, ADT with docetaxel and, and zolutamide in that particular trial. So it will be very interesting to see um, with more follow-up data, it will be very interesting to see what happens in regards to this question about doublet versus tri triplet. I think his potential, and there, he has potential to change practice. It's a very important trial that we're all looking uh, forward to uh, seeing the data, and we're looking forward to get more you know, follow-up data on this particular study. It's a very important study, so kudos to the Dr. Fizazi and the group. Dr. Barata also discusses safety data from the PEACE 3 trial, which examined the combination of enzalutamide with radium-223 compared with enzalutamide only in patients with asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic castration-resistant prostate cancer. Um, the other study that I would like to highlight is actually the same kind of same name, but PEACE 3. Um, and this is an important study because it tested a combination of um, enzalutamide with radium-223. And what is Im important about these studies, because the context came from, you know, uh, the, the former study with abiraterone, a similar design, combining abiraterone with radium-223 called ERA-223, that showed us that it was not safe to combine both. Uh, what this trial, in, in basically the data we saw today, was not the final results on, on uh, PIS3, but rather the safety data looking into the fractures data regarding um, enzalutamide alone and enzalutamide plus radium 223 with or without bone modifying agents. And as the authors um, highlight uh, nicely, um, the take home message from this trial, in my opinion, at this time is it seems that uh, right now in regards to fractures, um, you know, the data does strongly emphasize the importance of bone modifying agents in combination with not only radium ENZA, but also ENZA alone. As you see, a significant redu reduction in terms of the instance of fractures for patients who were treated or were offered bone modifying agents. And to me, that's the take home message, the main take home message from this particular study at this point. Again, this was an analysis done by uh, mandated by the, the Data Safety Committee uh, uh, to make sure there were no uh, safety signals that would make us, um, you know, get some pause on this trial. The trial will continue and will read out uh, to the to the endpoints um, design. And but I would like to highlight, you know, P3 for that particular reason. Next, Dr. Barata talks about the SWOG S1216 study 
investigating androgen deprivation therapy with TAC700 in hormone-sensitive metastatic prostate cancer. Um, I would also like to highlight um, the SWOG study, the S1260 by Dr. Agarwal in, in the group, because uh, it, it was a negative study, but we have a lot to learn, not only with positive trials, but also with negative trials, right? So, um, you know, so this particular uh, uh, phase three trial um, that basically uh, combined um, ADT with a novel uh, C17 um, inhibitor, uh, you know, known as TAC700, or, or Turinal, that is not exactly the same as Abiratron um, and is a potentially greater 1720-lyase-select uh, 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 inhibition. And, and so it basically, um, you know, uh, it's an intergroup study. It's a large um, uh, study where they had uh, overall survival as the primary endpoint and then a secondary endpoints of interest, including radiographic progressive survival, you know, PFS, uh, 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 PSA response, etc. This study overall was negative. Um, uh, and so, um, you know, uh, TAC-17 will not be likely uh, approved in the first-line uh, setting for patients with metastatic hormone-sensitive prostate cancer. But to me, what is very interesting uh, in these, uh, in the results of this trial, as Dr. Agarol did point out elegantly uh, in his presentation, was the longest to date reported median overall survival of the patient population in the control arm, uh, meaning ADT, ADT plus uh, bicalutamide, which was really the control arm. And it was around 70 months, which was unprecedented in all contemporary trials conducted in the hormone sensitive space. It was by far the highest, um, you know, the, the, the longest overall survival observed in the control arm. And that's probably a strong reason why we did not see a difference in the, with the addition of TAC-17 to the standard of care. Um, and, and so I think it's important because it kind of suggests that, as Dr. Agarwal also showed, that more patients are getting access to novel life-prolonging therapies at time of progression when developed constriction-resistant disease, and they would very likely help to, ex to explain the results observed um, in this particular trial. Finally, Dr. Baratta mentions other studies with promising results from the 2021 ASCO meeting and summarizes the potential for these novel approaches in the future. All these studies that I mentioned were basically, um, you know, we did have oral presentations on. Um, in addition to that, you know, I could highlight significant other very important trials and studies uh, presented at this year's ASCO in the prostate cancer uh, arena. I would probably highlight in one of two uh, studies done with other PSMA therapies in an early stage of developing, really showing promising results. I'm thinking of the trial by Dr. Tagawa. I'm thinking about the trial you know, by other authors. And really, you know, I think what's coming, where we're going to be seeing the near future is a wave of PSMA therapies showing us, um, you know, how, how offering that therapy to patients is able to um, improve clinical outcomes. So I would say stay tuned to the PSMA therapies um, for patients with advanced prostate cancer. Um, and so, you know, and uh, there's a number of other trials that are worth noting, but I would, uh, I would say, you know, we had important data in the normal sensitive space. We had important data in the constriction resistance setting. We have uh, novel emergent therapies 
um, with interesting, promising data at this time. We had a more uh, dive into the genetics, the importance of different biology of uh, patients. We had, uh, you know, important data regarding uh, racial disparities. And so I think it's a very comprehensive, um, or, you know, uh, overview of the prostate cancer studies um, at this uh, ASCO. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode and have found it useful in gaining an insight into the advancements being made in the field of prostate cancer. We'd like to say a huge thanks to Dr. Pedro Barata for speaking with us and for making this episode possible. If you have found this episode useful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Podbean. You can stay up to date with all the latest oncology news or join in the conversation by finding us on Twitter. Our handle is at VJOncology. Also, don't forget to visit vjoncology.com to hear regular updates from leading experts in the field. See you next time.